Yo, what's going on, people? You're now locked into the Good Man Audio Experience, and today we have two guests. We have Dapper, we have no, no, Ade. No, 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 don't come and embarrass me like that. It's Daps. Good Man Daps. <sighs> All right, guys, here we go again. We're now locked into the Good Man Audio Experience, <laughs> and we have Daps, and we have Ade, we have Matthew, and we have myself, Dimeji. And today, we're going to be having a very interesting conversation about... <laughs> I feel like right, we're cool. going to talk about so this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let me go again. Let me go again. Let me go again. Let me go again. No, 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 no. No. All right, cool. All right, so today we're going to be talking about finding your peace. Today. Don't, don't touch that microphone. <laughs> don't touch it now. Bare pressure, isn't it? What's going on? All right, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about finding your peace. And today, was, let's kick it off with daps. Daps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You Daps. Have to, you can't just be a Nancy Man's government like that unprovoked, you know. Daps. Yeah, that's a lot better. I like that. Um boy. Peace. You know what it is with peace, yeah? I guess it really does depend, because peace is purely subjective. Everyone has their own idea of what gives them peace, right? So be it a stressful day at work for some people it's gonna be have a nice drink. For some others it's gonna be spending time with family. The whole topic of what Compromises peace is completely subjective. For me, boy, doing what I do in terms of um, for work, I deal with a lot of different um, individuals across the country day in, day out. And there are times when you're just going to have a pretty, no, not even pretty, like, a really shit day. Like things are not going your way. The stuff that you've had planned for the day is just not panning out. You're just here looking at your daily planner thinking, am I a prick? Like, <laughs> what's going on <laughs> what's the meaning of all this <laughs> bare different things going through your head um for me i'm a i'm i'm a gamer in it so i will just be like oh, you know what it's been a long ass day <sighs> gonna hop on just gonna hop on the xbox and just start banging out cod or whatever it may be after time i'm flipping facetiming um malik and being like yo jump on cod right now right now right now so if if I'm in that kind of phase, um, do you feel that that helps though, or does it suppress what you're feeling? It allows me to, because here's the thing, right? If I know that something's not going right in my day, guaranteed, even if I'm doing something else, there's a strong chance that I'm going to be thinking about that mm -hmm. thing that I'm not doing right and thinking of different contingencies, alternatives to make sure that ideally I saw it out once I'm done doing what I'm doing. Ah, yeah, mommy. So I just, I just seen a call from my mum. It's due to be tight. Couldn't give me mad verbals. Um, <laughs> anyway, for me in particular, it's just more a case of um, it, it, it can distract you, but I think it's more a case of if you know what you're doing and you know that it can't be avoided, regardless of whether you go to that game or you go to whatever it is that gives you peace and you think of something in that moment whilst you're doing it, right, and you come back to it with a fresh perspective, or whether or not you completely put it to the side, you're still going to have to come back to that thing at the end of the day regardless, especially mm -hmm. if it's a case of whether you're a working professional, whether you're a student, whatever it is that requires a sense of focus, there's no way, regardless of what you do, that you're not going to have to come back to it. They say, what, that, uh, the definition of it, it's madness to do the same thing the exact same way and expect a different result. So if you know that this particular thing doesn't potentially work for you, then switch it up. Switch it up. Mm -hmm. It, it, it could be something as, you know, menial as, you know what, drinking some water before you 
in my case, because I deal with, um, I'm in recruitment, so I deal with clients and so on and so forth. If I feel that I'm not getting through certain things, I'm going to start looking at myself like, what's, 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 not go- what's not going right here? All right, let me look at this, or let me look at this, or let me look at this. Th- this is essentially what it comes down to, right? Um, but then obviously the biggest thing about it is ideally thinking of ways to consistently improve. At the end of the day, regardless of what anyone says, no one's ever perfect. Like, you never stop learning. You may be used to a process, you know, and it's been working for you for however long, right? But that could change at any given moment in time. Certain people, for example, that might be in certain um, things, like industries, for example, like IT. IT is forever changing. So you might, for example, think that, oh, yeah, you're perfect or you're the best in this, then a new technology comes out of nowhere and then next thing you know, boom, you're obsolete out of the blue. Mm-hmm. How do you, what do you do to still stay on point? And that mm-hmm. could be, and for example, that transition from one thing to another, that can interrupt peace. Because mm-hmm. imagine if now you've got like a set schedule and you've got this great routine and you know everything that you're doing, right? Left, right and centre and this, this and that regard. But then all of a sudden now something changes, you know? If you look at certain things like, um, I don't know, let's look at IT. People before never thought that anything was going to get out of like um, using like USBs and big computers to store stuff. Next thing you know, cloud came about, all of that stuff. Just like that, kaput. People, for example, that were masters of dealing with storage and all this kind of stuff that were essentially evangelists in that regard. Now they've got to take on a whole new understanding to do completely new things out of the blue. That can interrupt your peace. Mm-hmm. Some people can't even get back from that. What do you do from there? I think, Mm. yeah, peace is subjective, man. You just got to find something that works for you. um, And ideally, it will give you something that will enable you to come back to the topic at hand in terms of what you're doing and then get you back on the right track. Damn, okay. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm profound, man. We just wanted to know what what you do to, you know, get your peace. But it's okay. God. Cod. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cod. Pew pew pew. Die. Alright, Adi. What about you, bro? Um. Yeah. So yeah, peace of mind is is probably one of the most important things for me. Um, and it's a problem because everything in this world is trying to take away your peace of mind or challenge mm. it in some way. Um. So I've tried. I've tried everything from meditating to being unhealthily involved in endurance sports and running to and losing weights and being like unhealthy levels of of lean mm. just because i was so focused on i'm stressed i'm going to do this thing it brings me peace and then you kind of <laughs> you lose track of the things that's taken away from you mm. um but from for now for me i've just got to a point where i've i've really doubled down on understanding the things i can do like if i cannot do it i don't need to think about it mm. if i'm not thinking about it it's not in my mind. Mm-hmm. If it's not in my mind, it can't ups- it can't disrupt my peace. But it's really doubling down on, you're still human. You're going to feel like an emotional trigger in certain situations. And giving yourself that breathing space of like, wait, can I, I'm, yes, yes, I'm pissed. Yeah, cool. But is my level of pissedness going to do anything to this situation? No, I don't need to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like it's energy that I'm throwing at this thing. And this thing is not able to receive the energy. I'm wasting my time and energy. I need to put it into something else. It doesn't mean I'm going to instantly feel fine in that moment, but that begins the process of restoring my peace, shifting mm. my focus, placing my mind 
in a place where it's not necessarily like confronting burdens it can breathe a little bit mm -hmm. um but yeah that came from like doing meditation and doing a bunch of other things and realizing really all you're trying to do is put distance between yourself and the thing that's causing you discomfort mm -hmm. and that's what you're trying to do to to achieve peace so if you can design that into your into your life into your day and you realistically refuse to engage in things that one are not beneficial and two directly hinder your peace it's less of a question of like how do i protect my peace it's more of a question of how do i not get bored of being so peaceful for me that's where mm -hmm. i'm kind of at now it's like how do i because if i don't want to be upset by something i don't have to care about anything anyone says or does mm -hmm. so it's if i do it. it's entirely by choice how does one get bored of being peaceful because it's it's humans are insatiable so any consistency requires upset for there to for you to feel like there's an event so if you've just got peace it feels like nothing is happening mm. something is happening peace is happening but unless that consistent flow is upset you do not notice something so like long story, think, so long story short people are mad basically <laughs> essentially <laughs> like your, your biology your biology is designed to like yeah you're stimulated by things that are different not things that are consistent even if the consistent thing is the good thing, thing, thing. Yeah, and the yeah, different yeah. thing is the terrible thing that terrible thing is still gonna that act of shock that excitement that adrenaline if you just consistently have one thing naturally your body starts to get bored it gets mm. like yeah it, it feels, feels stagnant, stagnant. yeah, yeah. Do you, you think need a bit of turmoil <laughs> to spice up a little bit? But do you think that's everyone? I think we all know people who like they always have drama and always like always get into beef and stuff. But do you think it's everyone that's just that it, at some point would just get bored of peace and go look for? I think it's it's not necessarily everyone. I think if everyone could get to that point mm. where they've consistently programmed their day in a way where it is like your default is peace. It's not that you're you're living a day and anything could happen. It's like unless something of this level happened, I'm going to have peace. Like if it's a level five, I've already designed my day to deal with that. If it's a level seven, I've designed my day to deal with that. Mm. But if it's a level 10, it's going to mess up my peace. Okay, cool. How do I make sure I put mm. enough resistance between level nine and level 10? How do I pay enough attention so I can know like, okay, cool. If I continue doing this, I'm going to be stressed too, if in two weeks from now. I'm not going to do that. It's, I feel like once you get to that point, you're doing it at such a consistent level it does get to the point where it's like, ah, oh, it, it just feels like nothing's really happening in your day because you've, yeah, you've kind of, you've done all the, like, the groundskeeping, you've done all the garnering. Yeah, it feels like I've, it's just peaceful. And what I've realized, I've kind of gone the other way and, like, kind of thrill-seeking. So confronting all my fears. So if I'm afraid of something, I'm going to go do that thing. Mm. Like, if I'm afraid of heights... The highest roller coaster in the country. I'm gonna wow. go ride right it. Or, or daredevil. <laughs> okay. But it is. It does come from a thing of. I feel like once you do get that routine, and it's really specific to you. Of these are the things that that disrupt my peace. This is when the disruption starts. This is what I can do to avoid that starting point. It then and then once it's your routine, it's just like like walking is boring because mm -hmm. you can do it. When you were learning to do it, it was the most exciting thing you could, you could, yeah, yeah you it's were like running on the bike. Yeah. You were speeding on that bike everywhere. Now, you, would you? I was walking straight yeah. away. I don't know about you, man. Oh, like, I, <laughs> I, I was walking I was straight <laughs> 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 I quit walked out of my mouth. I'm a late bloomer for real. I love that. You know what, Addy? I liked what you said um, about doubling down on the things that you're good at. Um, I was listening to a pod 
or was it pod or a YouTube video? And uh, it might have been Steve Harvey actually. And he was saying, um, if you're good at something, pursue it, like double down on it. Don't waste your time on stuff that you're not good at. It's the stuff that's going to stress you out if you don't achieve cer- certain things. Um, like we're all here for a reason. We're all like, we're all here for a reason. And there's something inside you that you're meant to share, that you're meant to express to the world. Um, you're meant to shine your light with that ability. So focus on it. And that, that's like, it's, it's your purpose. It's why you're here. If you're an actor, you're meant to act. If you're an accountant, you're meant to account. It's like just what you're made to do. It's what gives you peace and joy. Why force yourself to be good at something that you know deep down in your heart is not what your mind or your heart is set on? When you fail, it's going to put you into a dark place. I feel like that's a bit detrimental in some sense. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't, Mm. I don't think, obviously people have natural talents and stuff, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff where you actually have to work hard to become good at it. Yeah. And if you just try something and you're just like, oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, well. Yeah, fuck that. And then, then, then next, <laughs> yeah. thing you know, next thing you drop it. Because, yeah. like... I think I get what you mean, though. No, I mean, I, see, in, in the sense of the statement itself, I get it. And in an ideal situation, yeah, absolutely. You know, if there's something that doesn't serve you and this, this, that, and the other, then you'll drop it. But let's say, for example, now, you've got, uh, you know, you're in a particular field, right? Maybe, for example, now, you're someone who is really good at a particular... Um, I don't know, contact skill or whatever the case may be, right? But you're really shit with exams. Mm. Deep that, right? So everyone here probably has something they really like doing, yeah? And uh, But maybe there's this potential qualification. It's like, oh, I'm really shit with exams. Oh, that's a myth. So then that statement that, mm. that Donnie's made is essentially, it's, it's essentially void because it's like, if you know that there is something that you are really, really good at, but there is a potential obstacle in the way, just because it's difficult, does that therefore mean what? What what drop it and then it's done? Do, do, do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah but th- there's but a fine that's, line. That's okay. Fine okay, line. okay. So let me put it into perspective then. So okay, say you from a young age you've always been drawing or whatever. Yeah. Exam whether you whether you have to do exams or not, it really doesn't matter. If you're good, if you're a good artist, you're a good artist, and you keep pursuing it, and you'll get better and better until you know maybe you can turn it into a career, make money out of it. But that depends you're, on essentially whether or not that career. Okay, all right. I'll give you an example, right? There are certain careers that you can get into that don't require any form of degree, any prerequisite whatsoever in order to get into it, right? And then you've got some things or some roles that are potentially regulated, right? So let's say, I don't know, you're good at handling, you're, you're good at handling money, yeah? You're good at handling money, for example, and it's a case of like, oh, you know what? I'm really good at advising people on this, 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 and this. And, you know, I think looking at all this stuff, I could be probably be a really good financial advisor or something, Yeah. But then yeah. next thing you know now, all the skills, speaking to people, getting them to look at the right products for investments, whatever the case may be. But then that's a regulated role. So if you don't have that qualification, therefore you are not that career. Mm. And you are not cleared to be able to give that advice depending on obviously your industry or whatever the case may be. Do you understand where I'm coming from? What do you do then? But you're still think- good at that thing. You don't have to limit yourself, you, yourself but, to that job. But will you feel fulfilled if you can't get into that thing? If you Will you feel fulfilled if it's a case whereby you know that all your skills are pointing to this exact thing and you could potentially go into something else that's mm, maybe similar, but it's not that thing. I think, then, I think there's a, there's a, there's like been a miscommunication between things you like and working hard at them and things you're good at. 
I think if it's something you like, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good at it. But working mm. hard at the things you like, it's 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 just maths. I think I think it's hours, dedication, mm. commitment, consistency, discipline, repeat. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. And at that, at yeah, when you start that process, you might be the worst. You might be terrible, but you have a genuine interest. You wake up every morning thinking about this thing. You go to bed thinking about this thing. You might be the worst, but you still have that passion in you. I think what what Steve Harvey was saying is chase that thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever that thing is, that's like, whether you're good or bad at it, that's where your passion lies. Yeah. Chase that. As long as it gives you peace. That. Ch- chase Put effort it. into that. Even, even if it's mm-hmm. like, I want to be this financial advisor mm. and I am the, on this planet, no one can fail a test like me. Put work, it. you have to put work into, yeah, yeah, yeah. into learning how to do that exam. But because that end point is what you're genuinely interested in, the, the, it's, it's, it's within the flow, the, it's the current of your life. So there's less resistance. Uh, I your, get it. Like Passion and always all well and good, but it's like, oh yeah, man, I'm passionate to be a baller. If your tech is dead, it's dead. Bro, but, but that's if a, it gives you peace, mm. if it makes you happy, then why not, bro? You don't have to be the greatest, but if you Because you have to pay the bills. But you made a you made a that's made a good point though about um something I said in the in the other podcast was what words are really important to me and the meaning of the word is really important. So passion without a drive to take action isn't passion. It's just a deep and really intense like. Okay. Yeah. That you just really like it. Yeah, know? I hear that. Because passion is, it doesn't really follow sense when it comes to actualizing whatever the passion is based on. Sure. Yeah. You yeah, do yeah. something in line with that passion if mm. you, it's a genuine passion. Yeah. So I think that's like a misconception of like, there are a lot of people who genuinely have a deep and intense like for being a baller. But they don't have a passion for it, so that's why they're not training as much as the people who are. That's why they're not they're not getting domes and trying to buy all the equipment to try and they mm. don't have that, they don't have the drive, they have the interest and it's intense. But there is a very thin line between intense interest and passion. I think I think though, but if you if you look at it with a different example, if you look at it with like music now, mm. with okay, with football, I guess, to an extent, you can work hard and hard and hard and hard. If you just if you just can't write music, if you're just not good at writing music, then what do you do? What do you do, you bro? Pay your ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, not we. But wait, wait, hold in on, the, hold in on, the hold black on, in the black community, yeah, I just want to say, like, ghostwriters are such a touchy thing. But in other communities, entire careers are built off of not writing a single word of right. their own music. See, reg- when it comes to that, though, I was talking about it's funny. It's so funny that you brought this up because when it comes to the whole concept of our uh, like rapping, you know. Ghost Raz and all this and all that. There's a key thing that you've got to remember. Rap music, hip hop as a whole, right? Regardless of whatever subgenre it is, is synonymous with the streets. Authenticity is key. Mm. How are you gonna talk? How are you gonna tell me I'm out here talking about flipping these bricks? Shout out to Blade Brown. Yeah, getting these bricks and all this, and then you're having I don't know Dave <laughs> from this place coming around the lyrics, and you're just out here rapping the bars. How do you think? Where's the credit gonna come from? I understand. But, I understand. But, that, but, that, but that's the thing, though. Like mm. in other in other genres, it's not so much something that is tied to a particular thing. Mm. When it comes to again, we're speaking about the black community. We predominantly dominate hip hop, mm. and a big part of that comes down to authenticity. Mm. How am I gonna rate you as a rapper if I'm hearing that you're hiring a ghostwriter, bruv? It's because as well, like if you look at where hip hop comes from, it's about people expressing their lives mm. in art. Exactly, form. real daily yeah. life stuff. 
I under- I'm going to have someone else write that for me. I understand that. And yeah. those are all valid points. Mm. But the fact of the matter is the inability to write music is not a hurdle in making it in the music industry. It's true. And, what, and what, what, the, the main topic, what, 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 the, ma- the main topic was <laughs> finding peace. Oh, yeah. Like what I was saying. <laughs> if you're passionate about it, you like it, it brings you peace, then why not? You don't have to be great at it. You don't have to be making money. But if it makes you happy, that's the main thing, bro. We put too much importance on making money and, you know, uh, moving up in a career or whatever. If it brings you peace, that's all you need. You can worry about the money in other areas, but... Your mental health is key, man. That's the most mm. important thing. Yeah, no, no mm. doubt. No doubt. That's all. That's it. That's like it. You, you could be working some job here that stresses you out so much, then you go to music and, you know, you just feel like no one can touch you. You're just in your own zone and that brings you peace. You might be writing the deadest bars. You might Your vocals might not be it, but, you know, when you're in that area, it's just you. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Mm. Like, when I say I've tried everything... So I went through a stage of literally writing bars for fun and mm. spitting them, record little videos, put it up. And the response was amazing. Other people, because I'm not a rapper at all, never, mm, I was when I was younger, <laughs> but I'm no longer a rapper. But it was a thing of just, here's a form of expression during quarantine. Everyone's feeling inte- like feeling tense. Here's something that any anyone can do. You can sit down and write lyrics to an instrumental. If you're not worried about it being good or bad, and you're just thinking about, I just want to enjoy myself, you'll have a great time. Mm. Anyone can do that. So it's just that. I feel like the hurdle of, of quality is a deterrent more than an encouragement a lot of the time. I feel like a lot of people see like the a certain bar and they think, I if can't, you're, if, if yeah. You're, if, you're not, if you're not at that bar, then forget yeah. it, it's done. Or, yeah. even, or even if you're not at that bar, you shouldn't be enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's what takes people's peace. Because then you're not doing the stuff because you enjoy it. You're doing it because there's a bar to hit. And mm. it's, okay, now you're expending your yeah. time. L- part of your life you will never get back. Energy you're not going to get back mm-hmm. to do something you don't actually enjoy that it's much. It's true. Because yeah. um, not too long ago, J. Cole. Mm. Everyone knows about J. Cole. Very well-established rapper. So yeah. And he was actively talking about how um, he, one of the reasons why anyone that knows, let's just J. Cole knows that he's very, very selective with who, he has features with mm. in that regard, right? In terms of features and so on and so forth. So um, he was talking about how he wasn't doing, he felt that because this whole thing of, oh, he's trying to be the greatest rapper alive after Hove and Nas and all this and all that. And he got very, he became very, very anti with a lot of the rap industry. So it's only people that potentially, and it gets to a degree, it was a certain kind of elitist mentality that Colts had. And he's actively said that, right, I actually kind of regret that. And I knew that things started to change when I was listening to 21 Savage. And I'm hearing J. Cole on it. And I'm thinking, eh? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, raw. Like, anyone that knows 21 knows he is, to be fair, he's very, very hard. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's subjective depending on how much trap you listen to. <coughs> and I listen to trap. So it's like, raw. <laughs> how did this even come about? Yeah. Like, raw. But... Even even in that regard, and he and a lot of rappers speak about this whole thing of well of oh trying to hit this certain pinnacle, hit this certain point, hit this certain status or universal status of respect and so on and so forth. And even then, it's like, eh, all right, mm-hmm. me and I, like okay, Jay Z for example is where he is now, right? One of the greatest rappers alive. He used to have a feud, um, well not so much a feud, but another rapper used to have a feud with him, the game. 
And um, everyone used to wonder, oh, why, 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 why is that the case? Why is that the case? This is that and the other. And um, apparently, Game saw Jay Z in the club having a conversation, and he asked him, "Oh, you know, I'm trying to have longevity in the game like you, and so on and so forth, and this, this, that, and the other." And Jay responded to him and said, "Fam, I'm not gonna lie, half you rappers ain't even gonna be here in the next couple of years, so deuces, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." And ever since then, Game was like, "Yeah, this guy is an op." <laughs> every every if you look at a fair amount of his albums from like the early 2010s. You will never not hear a bar where you find a way to send for Jay-Z. Absolutely. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Mm. But then at the same time, it's like a case of all of these rappers have set their own bars or set their own kind of bar as to what it is. But that doesn't necessarily give you peace. Mike Tyson mm. once said the same thing. That like, you know, he was, you know, whooping all these guys, you know, Iron Mike, da 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 and this guy. And I think he said, oh, I bled for garbage. Mm. Deep that. Iron Mike Tyson, one of the greatest boxers, pound for pound of all time, period. No debate. I give your uncle, pops, <laughs> anybody. Yeah, you know that he's that guy when it comes to boxing, isn't it? Mm. And he literally said that all that stuff still didn't necessarily feel complete. And he said the stuff that makes him happy was spending time with his kids, watching his kids grow. Yeah. So, you know, that even though that was his job and he's always chasing that thing, what actually really brought him peace at the end of the day was just being around his family. That's it, man. It can be as simple as that, bro. Yeah. Um, mine is um, working out at midnight. I love working out at midnight. Those, those midnight sessions. Midnight oh. sessions, bro. No one, like, I know that work is not going to call me. Family aren't going to call me. It's the, the time that I set for gym is just for me. I can think of, I can think through anything that's been bugging me throughout the day. I've got my headphones in my ears. Now I'm pushing them weights. And I'm thinking of solutions to any problems that I might be facing, um, any hurdles that might be in my way. How can I get through them? At the same time, I'm having a good time in the gym. You know, what? I don't even like being in the gym that much, but mm. it it um, gives me space from everyone and everything. And that's just my simple way of finding my peace. What about you, Matthew? Um, you ain't escaped yeah. this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, when's it going to get to me? <laughs> um, yeah, in uni, yeah, those midnight sessions really helped a lot because it was like, it's just you. It kind of feels like almost like a montage. Like you're just there, just training. You're spaced out. Um, and that's one of the things I like about Edinburgh as well. So it's quite quiet city. So when it's like a lot of the time I'll go like 1am and it's literally just me in the gym and it's just mm. nice right, is, um, that, is that where your uni is? Edinburgh you know yeah. mom <laughs> this um. guy went quick <laughs> Donnie went to the Shetlands and that oh, oh my, my days. <laughs> what a guy Um, yeah and like Ali was saying before in first year when I was going through a lot um, I turned to boxing and I was definitely just trying to distance myself from the things I was running from like I would train like three times a day literally wake up 8am go gym then I'll go training then I'll go gym again and it was like it got to a point where literally it was just train gym and game of phones and that was it I even stopped going to uni but <laughs> I still find uni so thank god but um, yeah. yeah I guess now and then that's why I took a break from it because I was like it's not actually helping me get to peace it's just postponing yeah, dealing with what I'm actually yeah um, and I guess what I do now is just when I feel like life is overwhelming I just go for a walk with my dog or by myself, put my phone off and just talk to God and Simple. just pray and just be yeah. by yourself. I think as humans and with social media and stuff, everything can just get so loud mm -hmm. and just taking a minute to just be by yourself and just 
listen to God's voice and stuff. It just really helps. Um, but or if I'm stressed out, then I just go to gym. <laughs> I like that, man. You brought yeah. God into it. I like that, bro. Um, you are now listening to KICC Radio. <laughs> 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 Talking today about what God does for us. Yeah, all right, we're going to wrap up this session. It's uh, been good talking with you guys. Um, for all the listeners out there, make sure you use the good man um, discount code GPOD1 for 10% off of your uh, good man needs, uh, your products and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Um, and that's it. Peace out, people. <laughs>